suspected name for this movie is Jedi Jesus <laughs> at this time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 109 of Press Any Key. Uh, please like this stream, give us a comment, share it with your friends. We got some good stuff to talk about tonight. Super Mario Brothers movie. There's Star Wars Celebration. Uh, James Gunn talked about potential Marvel DC crossover. There's a new Harry Potter streaming show coming out. And uh, we got a Blue Beetle trailer. So fun stuff with me as always is, is my co-host. Nick McFly. I'm back. Everybody give it up. And then uh, on the ones and twos, everybody give it up for Liz. Elizabeth! <laughs> Hi, friends. How is everybody? <sighs> I want to die. That was, that was Liz talking to her her followers. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. I forgot you have those. That must be nice. I'm on the wrong fucking Wi-Fi. Oh, what are you doing here? What do you got there? Relax. Everyone everyone, calm down. Joel needs a car. Uh, Joel. <laughs> Everyone's calm but you right now. Joel needs a car. There you go. All right. So what are we talking about first, Pat? <sighs> got this. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you know, because I just love insects. Blue and, bl- and the color gonna, blue. I, thought, I really thought you were going to say incests. I don't know why you think I'd go there, but I, <laughs> I have why I was very never shocked. once ever been like, you know what I really like to see? <laughs> <laughs> step siblings. <laughs> no step cat. What are you doing? Okay. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, there's a blue beater, blue beetle trailer. Blue beater, <laughs> blue beater, it's coming for you. Uh, blue beetle trailer dropped this week, so we just watched just it. Watched it probably like not even ten minutes ago, and um, well, I, well, I that was the second time I watched. Oh it. yeah, first time you watched it. Yeah. So I have some fun stuff here, um, for us to get into. So, quick summary of the plot for people who don't know. Uh, and I got this from Wikipedia, so the most reliable source on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go find this there too, so you know I'm not lying. So after Jaime Reyes graduates from college and returns to his hometown of Palmera City, he is chosen to become the symbiotic host of the Scarab, an ancient alien biotechnological relic that grants him a powerful exoskeleton armor, turning him into the superhero Blue Beetle. Do you know anything about this character beforehand? I've watched Moon Knight. <laughs> that's, that's pretty close, yeah, right? I, guess. I just heard. All I heard was this is Venom crossed with yeah, with, Moon Knight. Uh, with Moon Iron Knight. Man. Um, so I from the trailer, uh, this is another one of those movies that James Gunn is hyping up quite a lot. You ever really? Heard, you notice the ones that he's quiet about are the yeah. ones that are kind of sucking. Um, but the ones that he's hyping up seem to be good. So this, I mean, to me, looks like fun, small scale, which is... Looks like, you know... It almost looks like 2008. That's... It feels very much like Iron Man yeah. 2008. So I do think that the suit looks pretty generic and blah. And yeah. the tech interface looked... Like very video gamey, it mm-hmm. didn't look like big budget movie. So that I was worried. It's funny that you say that because yeah. this was actually upgrading, upgraded from a streaming release to a theatrical release. Okay, but before James Gunn came on board, so that means that they had. I mean, if they were shit cannon Batgirl, that means they looked at this and they like, okay, we have faith in this. This could actually how make some bad money. would was Batgirl? I still like. I want to see it just to know how bad it is, but I know that it will. Like you, 
That's one of those things that has to leak online in like yeah. a decade from now. So this way it's so far away from like what they've established. You know what I mean? So it doesn't Dude, hurt their I, brand. When, the first time I saw the uh, Wolverine origin movie, the one or the, the it was the leaked copy, I watched right? The leaked Me too. One. Yeah. Really? Why yeah. was that one so big? My dad got a copy. He got a DVD. He's like, oh, it's it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. And I was like. This movie ain't even done. Like yeah. <laughs> when he throws the guns up in the air and they're they look like they're carved out of plastic. Um, that actually directly had to do with Rupert Murdoch <laughs> ruining it. He everything. wanted a copy of that movie really? so he could show whoever, and they just gave him whatever they had, and and then we it went through it. an email, and yeah. you know it got out. Anyway, um, this does exist within the new established DC really? U continuity. Yeah, because once again, it's not only a small scale sort of in its own little corner it's of got the no, universe. No strings attached. No connective to the old tissue. Stuff. Yeah, um, it stars. His name is Sholo Mar Mar Mardinera Help. Uh, his name is Sholo. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm going to butcher Cobra it. Cobra Kai. Yeah, but he's in Cobra Kai. So he's. Oh, that's yeah. not his name. <laughs> no, his name is not Cobra Kai, Nick. Uh, Maraduena. I think the at least the VFX look good at this stage, and they've had time to work on it. You know what I mean? They look like the 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 Tick TV show. <laughs> no, they do. That's what it looks. Like, the reboot. Know. The reboot one. Oh, you mean the one on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, the one with. Uh, Guy from <laughs> from uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead. He was the I other. I don't remember. Roommate. He was not Ed. <clears throat> the guy with the glasses. Peter St- Sarah Fenowitz, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Either way, I I don't think it looks like Newman. the Tick. Um, it doesn't look like the Tick. Keep going. So this releases uh, August eighteenth of this year. Which is good. It's prime time spot because that's your normally the dead zone. You know, it's normally like the last week of July, first week of August is when the uh, big summer releases kind of taper off. That last weekend in July is usually the biggest one of the year. Um, and then we just kind of have like <clears throat> August to September is like, let's see, maybe we'll have a hit in here somewhere. And then, you know, the Oscar movies come out and, you know, the horror films come out and whatnot. So this is this is in a prime spot for it to suck up all the box office dollars. So hopefully it's, it's good. Scoop them all up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're looking when is this for. Come out? August 18th. August 18th. All right. I'll be there. I know you will. Because yep. we're going to be covering on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fun to watch movie trails and be like, "Wow, I have to see I'm that." I'm obligated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, George Lopez. Yes, I like George Lopez. I'm glad that he is somehow like the moral still compass of this movie. <laughs> he's still on the run. <laughs> I like he's got a mullet. <laughs> he's got a mullet on his face and, and on, on his, his head. Yeah. <laughs> we we can only speculate where else he might have a mullet. That's true. <laughs> Liz, where do you think his third <laughs> mullet is? Uh, no, no, he's got I'm not seven holes. I'm not. <laughs> you could put a mullet on any. Listen, of them. there, these there are holes in your face, okay, <laughs> and the eyes go there, okay. So we're gonna say nine holes. Two no. of them are plugged up. Sure. At least okay. two of them. At least two of them. <laughs> 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 That's what they say. The eye holes are the plugs of the face. <laughs> All right. What were we talking about again? Uh, George Lopez, his third mullet. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's Blue Beetle. Yeah. It looks nice and colorful, too, which it is a nice look, change it's of It's very pace. different from what we've seen from DC. Yes, that is true. 
I mean, considering we didn't see the last DC outing, but whatever. Is this going to be the first in the new DC continuity? No, that would be Shazam. That's from a car- that carries over. This is the first one that's like fresh. Shazam was attached to the. the it's that, got the, fucking Aquaman and shit in, or uh, uh, Superman in it. No, it doesn't. It has um. The first one did. Yeah, yeah. But the second one had uh, the second Wonder one Woman. had Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, but she's gonna be in the that's new. That's attached to the old. The old this DC. absolutely. This was made like produced during the era of the old regime. The Pearl Mudder days. So yeah, exactly. So. It, even if it uh, even if it doesn't share any connective tissue, the the old regime has their hands all but over it. But it feels different. Yes. So this, I'm going to say, this is officially the first new DC universe movie, and as far as the way I see it. Okay. Doesn't it, it doesn't have to be officially. What about but the, in my head? What about the Flash? Flash hasn't come out yet, and it's all attached to the old universe. But the whole point of that movie is severing the ties of the old regime. Well, the point still stands. hasn't come out yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. You know what ha- also hasn't come out yet, Nick? Um, the Killers of the Flower Moon. Starring <laughs> that's Leonardo that, DiCaprio. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, that's a fair... Uh, it's a, Has it's, not come out a, yet. You're right. It hasn't. It hasn't. Who are we to say? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... What else hasn't come out yet, Pat? <laughs> Any new Harry Potter stuff? <laughs> you're right. However, this is uh, this is something that should be right up your alley because you're a uh, you're little you little Hogwarts I'm boy, a Potter right? Head. Yeah. What about you, Liz? You like Harry Potter? Are you a little Potter boy? I I like Harry Potter. You little Potter I, boy, huh? I don't know if I'm a, a huge Potter head, but I like Harry Potter. What house are you in? Stop that. What house? I always say Ravenclaw, but then Pat bullies me. Because he's like, I picked it it's first. It's not a bully. It's a con- constant in our relationship where I do something and then she's like, oh, I do that too. That's why I keep doing Wow, theater. what a terrible thing about Liz. Yeah. <laughs> not no, that I bought a Ravenclaw no originality. in 2015. All right, so, so Liz is a Ravenclaw. We're <laughs> Slytherin, obviously. Yeah, and I'm a fucking Hufflepuff. Yeah, <laughs> objectively the worst house. No. No, fuck you. Raven. Not yeah. the worst. Slytherin goes the hardest, okay? Yeah, and they're the fucking Nazis. <laughs> yeah, we hang out. It's I, a good time. I, yeah, so they're the worst, obviously. Well, anyway, HBO and WB are developing a Harry Potter streaming service. And I'm about Streaming it. service. Streaming series. Yeah, the Harry Potter streaming service. A couple little factoids we have about this. Just like the books and the movies before it, each season is set to take place in a different year of school. So presumably there'll Hopefully be seven seasons, all seven in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got to skip around. <laughs> now here's the controversial part: J.K. Rowling is said to is be going to play a transphobe in the show. <laughs> she ain't playing. They just <laughs> set up a camera and they're like, "Have at it." Um, she's attached to the project not as a writer, but as quote the creative figure. To ensure the integrity of her property, which like I George, think is like George more Lucas than fair. is kind of he's kind of he doesn't have any official say. Yeah, but he's kind of like yeah, this this makes sense in the world that I made. Yeah, they rhyme. They rhyme. Yeah. So side note, you didn't see Dungeons and Dragons, right? No, I didn't. They shot a whole sequence of that movie. They in- shot George Lucas <laughs> right, right in the chest. <laughs> like God. Uh, no, they, like the Terminator or the <laughs> Terminator Two. You know what? Maybe that would have gotten me to like Dungeons and Dragons. They shot a whole scene of that movie in like the first Hogwarts castle. What? Yeah, and the entire time I'm sitting there, I'm going, "I know this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've been here before." And then they uh, they said in an interview, and it was one of those like, "I fucking knew it. 
But of course, you know, you're not allowed to get excited for Harry Potter anymore. Anyway, Nick, I wanted to ask you because you recently read all the books. Yes. What do you hope to see in this TV series that they that they left out of the movies? That's that's for me the biggest thing is that this is a chance to although the movies were great, there was a lot a lot of dropped material. Yeah. And some things that made no sense to leave out. I think the biggest biggest miss in the whole thing was leaving out Tom Riddle's background, which is like the whole premise of I forget which book, uh, but one of the later books is we spend a ton of time collecting memories to see why Voldemort is Voldemort and you see how he got to where he is. And they left all of that out of the movie. It's what is the point of this whole franchise, if not to lead up to this epic battle between Harry and Voldemort. Mm. Um, I do feel that way as like, Although I feel like they did enough for Voldemort's character in the movies to make he him was evil sinister for, and for just to be evil, right? Uh, it didn't feel like there was anything super compelling, but at least the performance, the design, and everything, and he was ah. around. <laughs> he was around enough for you to uh, what's it called for you to develop some sort of hatred towards right, him, right? But I, they never really get into why, why he's yeah. evil, and that's a big thing in the books is that. Um, he on his mother's side they were magical and on his father's side they were muggles uh his mother fell in love with a muggle man and used magic to seduce him and have a child together and then when she released him from her spell he was like what the fuck this what this is not what i want mm-hmm. so uh tom riddle was born out of love and that's why he can't he can't know what love is mm. which is what Dumbledore's telling you the whole time is Dumbledore or uh, Voldemort doesn't understand love and Harry's mother love is mother's love is what protects him. <laughs> you know, like, Harry's love is a mother's love, huh? is, love is a mother. <laughs> yeah. His mother love. Yeah. Uh, that's what protects him from Voldemort. So it was a big theme love. And then they left out that whole part where it's like, this is why Tom Riddle cannot feel love or understand love that um, all of the backstory to the Marauders and James Potter and, their friendship got like, like in in the movie when like the Marauders map never belonged to James Potter and Sirius Black and all of them, it just was Fred and George were like here you go later, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, you're gonna need this yeah all like a lot of the Quidditch season is left out which is a big yeah it might seem irrelevant but it's like a big part of Harry's emotional state what's going on in the Quidditch season so those those are some of the bigger things there's a ton of it like spew when Hermione is going off about uh um like other magical creatures rights in the world that plot line did kind of you know it wasn't the best but you're leaving out an essential part of Hermione's story they gave all of Ron's good characteristics to everybody else so they kind of cheapened ron as a character so they get another chance to do him justice Mm -hmm. um yeah there's i could go on and on but those are the bigger things that they they kind of missed out on got it and a lot of people are saying like oh i can't see anybody else but you know daniel rad well i'm glad that you brought that up because i do have i have some thoughts on that number one it's been 22 years since the first harry potter movie it's time to move on it's time to move on number two i think any hope of them having a billion dollar franchise again with Harry Potter just went out the window without that original cast. If you do not have the three originals playing their role, oh, not a, this is, 
specifically meant to be the cornerstone of their new streaming service. Because remember, HBO is a volatile name oh, these no. days. Um, so this is meant to to this is supposed to be like the Mandalorian for Disney Plus. You know what I mean? This is supposed to what you're supposed to be subscribing. You're, you're for, hurting me, Pat. You you're know? hurting me. And I think that although this is a good idea, because we see like with The Last of Us, we've seen with The Boys, how you can take these um, video game or comic or <clears throat> book properties and turn them into these amazing adaptations through the small screen. Fortunately, small screen in as profitable as going to the theaters. And we know that because two of the biggest streaming services in the game just said that they're putting their movies in theaters. I think without that original three casts playing their parts, you have just taken all of the nostalgia out of this. You have taken, this is Harry totally Potter disagree. for the next generation. This is not for yeah, us. It's for the next generation. So why would they, why, why would they give a shit about Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grant? Well, that, well, you got to remember, this is, like I said, cornerstone of the, uh, of their new streaming platform. Inherently, I think they know that, of course, this is going to be a television show. It's not like they're going to be making money hand over fist with advertising and everything. It's all going to be subscription driven. You've got a built in audience for seven, <sighs> seven seasons. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like every other show. I just want to be clear. Like it could this be was Disney's like, thought process too. Well, yeah, but everybody's still watching though. Not not us. You know what I mean? They're down to twenty five percent of their original viewership. But also, the quality of the content is bad. I trust HBO to That's do true things. Too. Do yeah. things right. Um, you you have parents like people our age and and older who. Read the, grew up the, with the books and grew up with the movies who are going to come back to the well, kids who are going to want to watch this. Um, and I think less than the, or more so than the actors, what's important is the John Williams score and oh. incorporating that, finding yes. somebody who can carry that torch because that really does tie it all together. It's like yes. a nice rug, you know, it just exactly. ties it all together. Exactly. <laughs> it makes, it, it brings the room together. Yeah. Um, I think give the original actors cameos maybe make daniel radcliffe james potter that's not a bad idea something I, like that yeah i was gonna make that point because netflix just did that with wednesday uh christina ricci the right. original wednesday it i don't know if she's actually the original but we're for all intents and purposes original she's wednesday. the original wednesday yeah yeah she's in the show as like another character yeah so maybe i'm trying to think like that. uh they also did that like this is a crazy reference the longest yard yeah. They made um what's his name? Um fuck, I can't remember the actor's name. Help. Old guy. Uh Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was the original guy in he the He was Longest the original Yard. Adam Sandler. Right. <laughs> and then in the new one, uh he was Christina Ricci. <laughs> yeah, he was Christina Ricci. That's right. Um yeah, I think it'd be cool if they even made him like uh like he doesn't even have to be James Potter. Make him like one of the other professors or or um like make him a bad guy, make him fucking Voldemort. That How would be wild. Cool would that, be? that would be wild. Um, so right before we move on for this, I gotta ask you this question: Do you think they'll HBOify it? You know, they'll make it for adults. Like teachers will be like fucking in their office and everything, and like, uh, no, I don't think so. You, you uh, I I think that the books are dark enough where there's. There's enough. But this is premium television, Nick, okay? This is HBO. Not, hey, hey, this H is not television. This is uh, home box office. HBO. HBO has to provide me with at least 
one set of titties and two doms you know, per season yeah, of a show. You're going to see. Oh, all right, here it is. Here's Did the, you get that with The Last of Us? No, and that's really why. That's the biggest that's the problem, biggest problem with, that show. with it. Well, that, I mean, like not even to sound like a creep or whatever. Oh, we did get, no, that, we did get uh, Bill and Frank. Oh yeah, yeah. That's they fine. had a sex scene. Yeah, there you go. They did. There but was I mean, a sex like, scene. In Last but of I mean, us. like that was the original hook of HBO. Was like, I'm paying however much money per month on top of my cable bill. I want some nudity. They used to have a whole catalog of just like adult content. Skinamax. Um, <laughs> no, it was not Skinamax. Um, they used to have this series called uh, what was it? Cat House, the series, which was the the hose out in the um in the wild out in the, de- out in the desert in Nevada at the uh the, the houses. What do they call it? The brothels. Bunny Ranch. No, uh, no, no. Um, they had Taxi Cab Confessions, which is like I guess they'd just pick strangers up and they'd like just pour out their secrets, and a couple of those people would fuck on camera and they would just record it. Um, they had the series called Real Sex, which was literally week to week them being like. What's this sex move that you have to teach us? Or it would be like, welcome to the porn awards. And like, there'd be all this crazy porn shorts and everything. Like they used to have a whole division of that company relegated to just adult content. So that's what I'm saying. Like times have changed in the last couple of years, especially with euphoria and whatever new show that the guy who made euphoria is doing, they're catching a lot of shit from like Gen Z. Um, being like, there doesn't need to be this much nudity. There doesn't mean it's like, why are you taking all the good things away from us? <laughs> um, all right. So here's here's my proposal for sex scene in Harry Potter, the series. Uh, remember the scene in Goblet of Fire where Harry has to go take a bath to to take the whatever the egg and stick it underwater. There's a moaning myrtle joke. And in moaning here. myrtle shows up <laughs> as he's taking a bath. That's the sex scene. Okay. All right, fair Harry enough. Harry and Myrtle. I mean, these are like 15 and 16 year olds we're talking about. So, Whatever. So is Euphoria, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They're high school students. Euphoria is about to make a five year time jump. So they have to. I mean, it's just weird that they're all super you're... young, you know? No, that's it. They're like, we that's want them to fuck. We got to get them out of high school. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I could see something too. You know, like, uh, you ever you ever see um Shameless? Yeah. There's there's sex scenes literally in the intro. Just peppered in. Yeah, yeah, that's to that true, show. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, you know, the first episode where you're rolling through Hogwarts and your camera just pans past somebody getting railed out in the bathroom or something? Like, Actually, that's that's what you could have now. You know what all? What this else you could so do? Far away from the point. No, this no, is exactly no, this the is point. The point. Here, here, here's what you do. How remember how bad the Harry and Ginny relationship was in the movies, and everybody hated it. Mm-hmm. This is how you fucking you apologize for how bad that re- they they their chemistry was in the movies. Make them have hot, passionate sex once they turn eighteen. Just like the room, <laughs> just like the room. <laughs> you are my rose. You are my rose. Um. Okay, so now on some real shit. That was some real shit, dude. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. It was some real shit. Okay, because I'm worried about that too. Classification of America. No. Jesus. Um. On some realness, though, do you think they will change any of the characters' names or any of their ethnicities or ancestries or um, not Not for, sen- like, for, for instance, the woke mob. no, 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 not for a woke mob, uh, Cho Chang, for instance, do you think they'll update her name? Uh, I don't know, I don't, like, I don't. 
the, the is that that's a real name that you could have, right? I guess seems to me like the first thing that probably like somebody like J.K. Rowling would think of, yeah. like, all right, I got an Asian character, uh, Cho Chang. Yeah, yeah exactly. but I do think it like that would be a real name. Yeah, there, there is. I I have seen on the Harry Potter subreddit. There's a lot of people who are like, if you look at the way she developed the other schools around the world, she didn't do her research, and it's just like it's. Such a failure of all stereotypes. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, the school in Africa has this and the school in Asia has that. And she just was like, what do I know off the top of my head about these regions? And yeah, didn't spend the time to do the, the proper research. Yeah. Yeah. I have quite a lot of jokes running through my head right I'm now. Sure I'm just going to keep them to myself. I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I think I think that this is exactly what the Harry Potter world needs right now. Uh, because clearly we're in dark times the same way we are with Hogwarts Star Wars. Legacy. Well, I mean, as far as like the movies and television yeah. stuff goes, like Fantastic Beasts is like such a dead Bro, I don't even think franchise. about that shit now. Well, that's exactly the point. Like you just have to turn it off. And like everyone's like, you stopped right before the best one. It's like, yeah, but they they lost my trust. Exactly, and even if that is the best one, we we're going nowhere with it. Yeah, you had a Harry Potter movie that failed to make money at the box office. Like, that's not a good sign. Yeah, like, you fuck something up then. So if you go if if you go down this route, you re earn people, you keep them interested in in the uh, property for at least seven seasons, which you know like that's close to a decade of television, and then you start you know like start branching off and doing movies again and take another crack at it. Yeah. Also, you know it'd be interesting. Ian McKellen turned down the role of Dumbledore the first time. You got another chance to ask Ian McKellen to be Dumbledore. That is true. That is true. That'd be pretty fucking sweet. <clears throat> All right. Well, speaking of properties, Nicholas, I bought a nice one. Now, um, who's in who's in charge of the most Charles. damaged property right now in the Hollywood entertainment? Kathleen space? Kennedy. That's right. No. Um, James Gunn, he's out here promoting Guardians oh, of the Galaxy 3, okay? <laughs> uh, Don't mind me, yeah. I just got my Baja Blast. And he uh, was stopped recently by Empire Magazine, and somebody asked him of a, quote, next-level crossover featuring Marvel's The Avengers and DC's legendary slate of characters from the Justice League. So this is his last foray with Marvel. You know? For now. No, no, no. This is it. I mean, you, for now, you can pretty much guarantee that in his contract with DC, after Guardians is done, yeah, he's not allowed to work on anything else. Because remember, his contract, his initial contract, is four years. However, I imagine that Superman movie is going to be a big fucking hit, and then they're going to try and keep him for like another for sure. ten. So, <clears throat> either way. Somebody asked him about a potential crossover between Marvel and DC. And his response was, quote, I'm certain that's more likely now that I'm in charge. He told Empire, who knows? You just don't expect anything on that front in the immediate future that's a many years away from us. I have to establish what we're doing at DC first. Clearly, he's got a plan. And... I would be lying if I say that we haven't discussed it, but all the discussions have been very light and fun. Now, when I say that when 
we knew this was nothing when it when it happened, but it's wild that they have been discussing it. And right. when I'm telling you that when they say we have discussed it, I think it's I'm in the edit bay with Kevin Feige, and it's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I, yeah. or wouldn't it be now that I'm in charge, we could totally work something? You like, know what you, I mean? like you said, lighthearted, yeah, totally just off the cuff. I like to hear this. Um, definitely, it's going to be a long time because he's got to establish his his universe. Yeah. But uh, I was trying to project ahead. Let's say 10, 12, 15 years from now, we have an established uh, DC universe and they, they're talking about it. What is Marvel going to look like at that point? Fantastic Four and X-Men? X-Men. That's yeah. pretty fucking cool. Fantastic like you, you, Four, You miss out X-Men. on like Iron Man and all that shit. But yeah, you're going to have some prime Marvel characters. I, I agree that you are missing out on... I mean, that era is over. It's, you yeah, just have to... It's too late. It's just, that ship has sailed. My whole thing is that in the interim or leading up to that, if that is a thing, who are they bringing back? As soon as this news dropped, Chris Evans said on Twitter <laughs> he's been having discussions with Marvel about his eventual return. Because, you know, he's still young. Yeah. Um, How old is Chris Evans? I believe he's only 41. Let's doesn't, see. Doesn't look it. He's 40. Yeah, he's 41. Okay. Nice. Um, what's his middle name? I don't know. <laughs> Command Shift T. Robert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, the whole thing here is that his whole thing is he just doesn't want to cheapen it if he's gonna come back because Captain America has died and come back a hundred times in yeah. the comics. But my point is, is just that. Now it's one gonna, of those things where maybe the, where maybe the emails already went out or maybe the discussions with agents have already been had or it's like one of these, you know, but I like how James Gunn was like, now we need to focus on what we're doing at home base first and build out our, you know what I mean? We need our own Batman, our own Superman, our own, um, they got a Supergirl movie coming. They got, you know, the gods and monsters. They have their own animated stuff coming, you know, oh my God, my throat hurts, but <laughs> They just have to get their shit off the ground first yeah, and see where Marvel is at that point, too. I don't even care if it's one of these things where it's like <clears throat> it's not necessarily in continuity. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just have yeah, it be its own point. standalone thing, you know, yeah. or maybe it only lives in one of their continuity. Yeah. Who do you want to see cross over? Well, obviously, you'd want the Justice League, you know, your core players. But as far as Marvel, it's like. I would love to. I would love to be able to see like Batman and Iron Man, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I think, like I said, Fantastic Four and some of the X Men, maybe like your Professor X, would be cool to see with, with I don't know who'd you want to see. You you know more more about the Batman and Iron Man. Yeah. Rich boys with toys. Superman and Chris Evans. <laughs> no, no, no. Superman and Wolverine. No, no, no. Chris Evans, the person. Oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Superman and Wolverine. Why those two? Because both of them are basically indestructible. Okay. And one of them's like, I don't really hurt people. And the other one's like, I like to I like eviscerate her. people. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like, maybe like Hulk and Aquaman, you know, cause they're both big burly dudes. <laughs> I hope the next, uh, I hope the next Aquaman is not a big burly dude. I hope he's, <laughs> I hope he's like a dainty fop. <laughs> He's a dandy. He's a dandy. He's a dandy. That's an with appropriate his, term, right? With, with Liz, his, like a dandy for Aquaman. Yeah. I 
Yeah, I guess. And he's got like he's like beautifully coiffed blonde hair, you know. There you go. Not, no, I want, uh, I want the... You want, like, the OG Aquaman. Riding a seahorse, <laughs> shooting shooting beams out to fish. Wah, 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 that's wah, wah, right. Wah. That's the sound it made. Yeah. Hanna, uh, I Barbera. want a giant seahorse. Yeah, man. That'd be cool. I think they rode sharks in the Aquaman movie. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's par for the course. But yeah. either way, listen, I... Like I said, this was all speculate. Like this is yeah, all. Yeah. It's like you're just talking shit at this point. But this is something I would be. I absolutely. This would. How much money do you think this would make? A bajillion. Yeah, dollars. exactly. It would make James Cameron look like a poor man. <laughs> <laughs> as far as box office. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty rich overall. Yeah. This movie is gonna blow those avatars out of the water. We'll see. We got fire. No out. pun intended. Nick, we have another Avatar movie coming out this year. We got more. We got another one coming out this year, and then you get a year off, and then Thank we're God. back for 2025 and 2026. Does that excite oh you? Not really. Why not? I think those movies are good, but I don't I don't care about the world of Pandora. I'm having a moment like Homelander in the movie theater right now. My, I just heard white noise. Did I just hear you say, I think those movies are good? Yeah, we, remember when we did the review for The Way of Water and I was like, I was wrong? Those movies are good. Again, again. <laughs> it happened again. The, the, I mean, like, they're, they're, light duh, on, duh. Duh, duh, duh. they're light on plot, but they're fun action movies. Yeah. But it's not like I have this emotional attachment to them. Even, like, the Marvel movies. I'm invested in those. I do, I'm not invested in Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get there, though. Four more movies from now. Maybe I'll get there. <laughs> All right. So, big fish this week, Nick. Aquaman. Big fish. <laughs> nope. Nope. Try again. I'm trying to remember what we're talking about. Uh, already did it's a big thing that happened in Europe. One might say there was All lots of confetti. All in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, where, that's Star right. Star Wars Celebration. That's uh, right. That Star Wars Europe? Celebration 2023. Yeah, it was in Europe. That's why all the information was coming out in the morning here. It's like, what are they doing? Are they doing this at fucking 9 a.m.? What's going on? So, um, Star Wars Celebration 2023 happened. Uh, now, there was quite a lot of things announced. However, the stuff <laughs> that is... They got Dave Filoni a bigger hat. Yeah. <laughs> And every time this tweet gets 10 likes, we make the hat bigger. Um, He's like, please, (laughs) stop it. Um, So the whole thing with this is that there was a lot of stuff that was announced. There's a lot of stuff coming in 2024 that we're going to get more information on as the year goes on and into 2024. So we're not really going to be talking about that to begin with. The only thing you really got to know is that the the list of directors that they got for the Skeleton Crew is absolutely wild. Um, However, what I have here are three movies, two trailers, and lots of disappointed fans. A partridge and a pear tree. That's right. So let's just start off with the movies. Kick it off. First of all, uh, James Mangold, fresh off of Indiana Jones 5, is writing and directing his very own Star Wars picture. Uh, it is said to be a biblical epic. <laughs> then that's mad luxurious. <laughs> Quote, we came up with an incredible story to tell about the dawning of the force. 
Mangold's movie will focus on the dawn of the Jedi, and he is said to be writing this at the same time that he is writing Swamp Thing. Cool. So he's juggling the two. Uh, the suspected name for this movie is Jedi Jesus <laughs> at this time. So um, very topical since today is Easter. For us, not yeah. for the listener. So I tend to believe that they saw... what This is an indication that Indiana Jones 5 is good. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because if they saw what, you know... They trust this man. If they saw what he did with Logan, and we're like, all right, well, we need a... We need a, a, a send-off movie for Indiana Jones. Swan song. Like, well, let's get this guy. <clears throat> and then I feel like once they were on the ground working with him and saw the product that he created for Indiana Jones and for Lucasfilm, uh, they were like, oh, we got to get this guy over at Star Wars because yeah. we fucking need some help. He's <laughs> like, doing something right. Yeah, exactly. And so I this, don't think he's ever made a bad movie. So, um, I think this is a cool approach. We're finally, I mean, like, we have things in the works, like Acolyte, that are outside of the one generation, two generation span of Star Wars stuff that we've seen Yeah. Um, <clears throat> up to this point. Uh, I, I think this one is promising. This is the only one of the three movies that we're about to talk about that is promising in my eyes, okay. and I think you too. Yes, yes. Well, I got a question for you as soon as we're done talking about these three movies. Okay. So the next one... Uh, Dave Fill Me Up Loney is <laughs> writing <me> with <laughs> is writing and directing a film culminating in the events of The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and uh, the other new Republic-focused Disney Plus series. So basically whatever shit they fill in between now and whenever this thing starts production. And his only quote that he has, the only detail we have on this movie is, I'm just excited to make a movie. <laughs> That's literally all he had to say. How you feel? I like Dave Filoni, and I think he's done a lot of great stuff with Star Wars. That being said, I caught up on Mandalorian season three this weekend, and all like I do think there this season, which started off really terrible is starting to course correct a little bit here, and it's not a steady upward trajectory. You got two episodes left. Yeah, that's yeah. you think they're gonna bring it home in two more episodes? No, but it's like at least they finally have a direction with what they're doing. Because between season two, season two's like turnaround, you know, like they were like, "Fuck that plot hole! Everything that we did in season one and two, forget fuck all it. that yeah. shit." Um, and I think they realized that, um the the legends of the Mandalorian people and people want to know more about that culture so they've kind of refocused yeah that's cool but I think Dave Filoni is too caught in his narrow band of miscreants band of miscreants <laughs> his basket of deplorables or whatever um the the characters that he created basket of deplorables b- between the prequels yeah. and the original trilogy his set of characters Ahsoka Tano and all that he doesn't he doesn't know how to kind of get out of his lane where he needs to mm-hmm. which is why i think when i think of who should take over at, uh, after kathleen it should be john favreau it shouldn't be dave filoni mm-hmm. cuz he just doesn't have the same scope and vision got it uh, makes sense but, but i'm wondering if like if this is them say, seeing that all of this shit doesn't work wrap it up yeah. you get you get one movie to 
close the, the season door on four all this is shit. already written and Mando? yeah and they are uh, they have started production on it now you weren't here but when ryan from i'd like a refund mm-hmm. was here he mentioned that they don't have an ending point in mind clearly because they this is like i said this is what's keeping you subscribed to Disney Plus. So instead of focusing on it narratively, they're trying to drag this out as long as they can to keep subscribers. Number one and two, the merch, bro. The Grogu merch right. sells like billions compared to everything else in the Star Wars universe. That's that's fair and all, but it, it to me, um, you could do the, like Adventure of the Week. That's fine. Don't make a narrative. That's mm-hmm. but don't give me this backtracking bullshit where it's like you realized you fucked up on your merch sales by getting rid of Grogu, so fuck all the plot that we already developed. Yeah. Just how about we check in with Grogu every couple of episodes in his uh, Jedi journey, do a season without him, do two seasons without him, and then he comes back and he can talk and he's a fucking Jedi now. There you go. Yeah. There's your beloved character. <clears throat> so then this third movie Charmin obeyed Chinroy to write and direct the quote return of everyone's favorite Skywalker, Daisy Daisy Ridley's Daisy Ridley Daisy Ridley Daisy Ridley's Ray Palpatine. Because remember, she's a Palpatine. Yeah, now you can't, you can't tell me you're a Skywalker, you Palpy. Now, the only problem that I listen, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go down on a little bit of a. A little bit of a tangent here. Um, so I think Daisy Ridley was a great choice for fantastic. she was fantastic. I think that she is the number two most liked thing about the sequel trilogy behind Adam Driver's Kylo Ren. He's the only consistent thing about those three movies. I think people love the Oscar Isaac too. Okay, that's and John Boyega, but I'm talking about their characters though. They're those John Boyega and Oscar Isaac's characters went nowhere. Daisy yeah. Ridley, they couldn't figure out what the fuck to do with. Well, that was more. Kylo Ren is the only consistent character yeah. in all three of those movies, right? Consistent character and incredible performance. performance yes, for sure. Um, unfortunately, they killed that guy off, so they can't do. Well, honestly, not no, unfortunately. Dude. Just le- just it was it was you a great know, send off. But you know they're gonna bring him back. They'll figure it yeah, out. They'll do it just like they do so, somehow. He came back. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, when this movie got announced, it was not even polarizing. It was who the fuck asked for this? Not a single person was dying to well, see Ray again. You didn't even you you you're you're burying the lead. Ray is hold re- on wait wait. I, I want to get to that point. I want to get to that point. I know what you want to say. I'll She's let you say it. Rebuilding an old I know. Ca- like El Camino. <laughs> yep. He's gotten in the classic in the car garage. <laughs> just, he'll, he'll finish it one day. Yeah. So the director, uh, Charmin Chinroy, I hope I'm not butchering that. She um, has a certain filmography that, um, let's just say, that is not exactly extensive. She directed... Uh, Miss Marvel, which okay. half of it was good. You know, that, that series really turned around on she episode four. She wrote it or directed it? Directed it. So I'm just going to read the the first three things that she's... No, that just what her basic summary is on um, Wikipedia. 
and I want you to tell me if we're we're going back to bad Star Wars already. Okay. She is a journalist, filmmaker, and activist known for her work in films that highlight the, quote, inequality of women, quote. Okay. Okay. That's all you're giving me so far? No, no, that's it. That's all I need to give you. So. This, doesn't this feel like this, this is what they were going to do with Patty Jenkins, and then they totally just that's kind of dropped my point. her from the fucking slate? That's kind of my point. Is that I feel like this is another one of those like like James Mangold's movie and Dave Filoni's movie for whatever it's gonna be. That is like we're at least trying. Like we're putting our best foot forward. Quality is our priority, right? Remember how they said that? Remember a couple years I think like a year yeah, ago. Yeah. A year ago we talked about how there's no Star Wars movie in three years, quality is our priority and shit. I feel like this is another vanity project for Kathleen Kennedy. It could be. And listen, we have we have talked about it before on the show. We've talked about it, you know, just in our normal conversations. We don't think it's like overtly in your face, but there's absolutely some sort of political messaging in the sequel trilogy with how certain characters are written. I mean, some are or some are more overt, overt than, than others, others. Yes. But I think it's it's like the the main thing is that we always say is it's good to have messaging. Yes. It's bad to make that the point, the point of but it. But that's the problem I have already with this is that it doesn't look like this is. Listen, I'm not putting you, the cart before the horse, right. but I'm just saying it has the air of that already. We've you know been, what I mean? We've, we've been burned before. Why wouldn't you stick with Patty Jenkins if you wanted to make a great film? Yeah. Why would you go with someone who's only directed a couple episodes of a TV show? Yeah. Because they have a certain point of view. I, I think. You know the, what I mean? The other thing that's frustrating too is. Um, Star Wars has a ton of great female lead characters. Bunch. And you can tell a lot of stories that way. Now we're like we're 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 retreading this, rebuilding the Jedi Order thing, and it's like, just tell a new story. You can keep Ray, whatever, and just like let it. Like, why are we retreading, I rebuilding agree. the Jedi Order? What is, is, is there's going to be a new Death Star, right? But why? Well, obviously, because they don't know they're creatively ba bankrupt. And that's the other thing too. Why go with the? Why go with this director who already has a body of controversial work? Which I'm not going to go through it all, but I'm saying that like. Kathleen Kennedy has been accused of certain things throughout her tenure at Star Star Wars, like putting the messaging before the story, right? right? Um, I'm like I said, I'm not going to get into all the incel shit, and not even but I'm just saying, it, oh, dude, it, it's one of those things that like we we've talked about it before. The but I do this what, like, has that air already, and what's what's frustrating about that too is is that they don't even stick to their guns, and obviously this is above Kathleen Kennedy, but with the point with like. The, the gay kiss in the background that they stuck there so they could chop it out for China. It's like, yep, you you don't have any principles at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's pandering. Exactly. I mean, listen, it's the one thing where they were like, uh, they set up having a black Jedi in The Force Awakens and yet realized they could not make any money with these movies in China if they had a black right. lead. Did they even cut him out that, of the poster? Yeah, they cut him out of the poster, all the marketing. Like, people were leaving that movie going, I didn't even know that this guy was in yeah. here. So, like, they have no morals at the end of the day. It's about the bottom line. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm saying it's a vanity project for Kathleen Kennedy. I don't even think vanity project is the right term, but I get what you're saying. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a dumb man. Anyway, so what's going on over here? Um, so uh, like you were saying before, Nick, the movie will be set in quote a new Jedi Academy with Jedi Master oh, yeah. Ray attempting to rebuild the Jedi Order like Luke Skywalker did before her. And created... Explain to me why you think nobody wants to see the movie where Luke builds the Jedi Academy and it all goes wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. We already set that up in Mandalorian Season 2. Remember how he was super dogmatic about Grogu? Like, big, he's got to cut off this. He can't... Like, it's like... Oh, they're starting to justify some of the beliefs that Luke held going into his new Jedi Order, where he did not create a new belief system. He stuck to the and, to the old ways. But not the thing that's I keep saying the thing that frustrates me. It all frustrates me. Yeah, is everything that we know about Luke from Mandalorian through the sequel trilogy conflicts with his whole journey in the original trilogy. Yes. And now, like you have, you have the opportunity to try and give that context, yeah, to try and flesh that out, and you're just like, let's just put that all behind us, and, and like we'll take our new character and just let her do this thing that they are like. So much of the story of Ryan Johnson's Star Wars, I forget which one it was, because I'm bad at remembering names. The Last Jedi, Last Jedi, was like, I think. That actually, despite how much I hate it in the context of things, on its own, I think in a vacuum, it's the best one. Yeah. Um, But like all the messaging of let the past die and all that could could have been such a great way to move the franchise in a different direction. And here we are rebuilding the Jedi Order, the thing that set the whole prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy in motion was Luke rebuilding the Jedi order and realizing all the flaws of the Jedi. Why are we doing this again? Yeah. Why are we doing this again? Going back on it in Mandalorian and being like, I've learned nothing, you know? So it's just one of those things where like, like I said, I, it's not even controversial. Every single person who's reacted to this has been like, love Daisy Ridley. The fuck are they doing over there though? And It'd be cool to see her go on, you know, like if you want to give her another movie, give her like a like a solo adventure type thing where it's it's not like, oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to rebuild the Jedi order. Put her out and like she can do whatever now. Yeah. Let me guess. She's going to reestablish the Jedi order on fucking Tatooine. And we're (laughs) going to see the same fucking characters that we see in every, you know, like, yeah, she's going to run into Mando and, you know, like or like. Yeah. This takes place 15 years after the end of... Yeah. And the um, Jedi Temple is going to be at Rise of Skywalker. Luke's house, the fucking moisture farm, and from, you know, like... Exactly. It, dude. It, now, like, is she we, a Palpatine we, or a Skywalker, Nick? Well, in her heart, she's a, she, she's a Skywalker. And it was approved I by like, the ghosts of Luke and Leia. They get a like, big thumbs up. I like up. how the whole point of that movie is it doesn't matter what your namesake is, and... Uh, until the until the very last Skywalker. who are you <laughs> Ray Skywalker ah never mind then like um your parents were filthy junk traders uh, never mind they were it was Palpatine's kid yeah it turns out you're the granddaughter of uh, just fucking don't get me started um but yeah like I said and they non- don't have an end in mind for Mandalorian 
We saw how well it worked out for the original trilogy, but let's not plan ahead for fucking Mandalorian. Well, that's, I mean, I feel like that screenwriting 101 is you have your start, your ending. What are you filling in? Fill in in the middle. Exactly. All right. So here's our two trailers. Uh, First thing we got was an Ahsoka series full trailer. There's no word on what the official plot yet is, but to me, it just looks like. Did you see my mention on Discord? Going around doing gray Jedi things. Yeah, I have that in here. Um, The cast is stacked, though. The cast has Rosario Dawson, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Natasha Bordizzo, David Tennant, Ray Stevenson, Lars Mickelson. Yeah. Is he related to? They're brothers. Okay. Mad's brother. And Hayden Christensen is also confirmed to come uh, back. Jack Black and Lizzo. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, they're in the show too. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Lars Mickelson is coming back as he's, he played him in the animated show. Yeah. And now he's the live action Grand Grand Admiral Thrawn, I think his name is. Yeah. Who is a legacy character from the expanded universe. So is Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character as well. Uh, Ray Stevenson's character and David Tennant's character are also okay. legacy characters. Oh, yes. Which is cool. And I'm interested to see. I didn't watch, I think, I think uh Thrawn is in um Rebels. One one of the Clone Wars yeah. era shows. Um I don't watch those. I uh, probably should. But uh I'm interested to see because he chronolo like his character is different than where than how he's in play in the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do with it because it is a super popular character and it's like, you can't afford to fuck this up. What about this? Cad Bane? Remember how they- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like I said, it's got that stink of it. Yeah. Um, this, I think it'll be like, I, like I said, I trust Filoni to, you know, play with his, hit play with his characters I don't, but then we have Mandalorian season three and it's been shitty. I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful for this one. Uh, this will consist of eight episodes. And not enough. Well, wait, were they doing six or eight? They're nine for, it depends. Like Obi-Wan was six. Book of Boba Fett was six. If you're doing television, just do 12 episodes. Are they going to be like eight? Half hour probably. Oh God. Um, it's not, I'm. So this will consist of eight episodes and will release in August of 2023. I want to just look up how many episodes was Westworld season one. Probably 10 if it's HBO. Episodes. So, Liz. Yes. We haven't really asked you about all this Star Wars stuff. How do you feel about, um, how do you feel about these movies that they got coming out? Um, based on their track record for the last six months to a year, I'm not too thrilled. Disney bought them. Okay, yeah, yeah. But don't you want to be there for the Ray turn? <laughs> sure. The Renaissance? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll i take what they give me and I'll be happy and You know, yes. and here's the other thing, <laughs> exactly. too. Exactly. Here's the other thing, too. Um, I don't want to shit on Daisy Ridley, but her career is not like the other three career. Like it's not like Adam driver or John Boyega or who's the other one Oscar Oscar Isaac. Isaac. who they have left star Wars. I mean, Oscar Isaac had a career before star right. Wars, but they have all left star Wars and gone on to do very big projects. They've been nominated for awards. They've gone Even to Broadway. Like John Boyega was like actively talking shit on star. Exactly. Wars. Like they have all gone and done their own thing and they have all had successful careers. What have you seen Daisy Ridley in since Rise that of Skywalker? video game? 
Oh yeah, it's twelve minutes. Yeah. Um, she's also in, uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh murders a guy on a train. What is it? Oh, a uh, murder on the Orient. That's the one. Help, Kenneth Branagh <laughs> murdered me. Yeah. Um, um, you're forgetting she was in the classic Peter Rabbit in 2018. Oh right, right, right. That's the one they had to edit. They had to send an edited version of to the movie theaters because there was a peanut allergy joke, and mothers got upset. Upset. Which Karen's? Um, I'm trying to. Oh, she was also in that movie Chaos Walking with Tom Holland that they shot in fucking 2018, but it was so bad that they've had numerous different cuts and reshoots to try and get it in some sort of releasable state. It came out. It was awful. Never, um, I've never heard of this. Yeah, I don't think Daisy Ridley's been having a, a great she, go of it. She has a movie coming out this year. She has Sometimes I Think About Dying coming out. <laughs> I did Star it's Wars. A do- it's a documentary about Daisy Ridley. Uh, yeah, it, that's the thing is that she, it does not seem that she's had a, uh, a, 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 a very, a ginormous career compared to like where you'd be after, you know, cause at after least being the lead character in Star in, Wars. In and that's the thing is that juggernaut. at least like, you know, you see that happen with like people who are part of big franchise films that they do like three or four in a row. They're like, I need a fucking break. And they'll go take some years off or they'll go do some smaller stuff or they, they go do Broadway or they, you know, they, they just figure something out that they're not always in the limelight. They're not always having that attention. Like they've made the most money that they're going to make. But then you also have Keanu Reeves who did three Matrix films and then had a bunch of other movies after that. Like he had Constantine, um, Maybe it was and just that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, he had a bunch of smaller movies, and then then he has all the John Wick movies. And I mean, Keanu's he's got he's got like if you actually look at his Bill and Ted, you know, those well, are other those movies. are before, but yeah. But that's my point is that yeah. also Point big, Break, big big franchise Speed films, one and two, exactly. Was he in two? No, I don't think he was in two. Big franchise films that um, what's it called? That it wasn't like he had his three and then Dracula two thousand. <laughs> That's actually Bram Stoker's Dracula. Sorry. We're confusing it. That's oh, which one was that? With Dracula two thousand. Dracula was that Gary Old. Maybe? No, that no, that's also Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, I want to look up. Pull up Keanu Reeves. Count Dracula was Gerard Butler, <laughs> or the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Count Dracula was Gerard Butler the all, whole time, all along. Um. Yeah, I want to know what he did, but t- like after the Matrix. Oh god! Oh shit! Doesn't it have it like? Where's it? Oh, you know what? His filmography is probably so fucking crazy that, that they, they made that they made their own it. page for it. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. We'll we'll talk about it later. No, I got it. I'm already it? here. The power of the internet. Jesus okay. Jesus Christ. So first Matrix was '99, right? Yep. Yeah, the Matrix, and then he was in the Replacements. The yeah, Watcher. Just give us the big ones. Okay. The Replacements. Hardball. Matrix Reloaded. Animatrix. I didn't know he was in Animatrix. Yeah. Matrix Revolutions, obviously. Something's Gotta Give. Constantine. Uh, Scanner Darkly. The Lake House. That's a big one, too. Um, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, yeah. 47 Ronin. He's got a couple of stinkers in here. Uh, then, yeah. then after Forty Seven Ronin, he did John Wick, um, Keanu, the movie about the cat, John Wick Two, realize he was the Keanu. Bad Batch, um, 
John Wick 3, Toy Story 4, and this is right around the Keanu, you know, SpongeBob movie. The Keanu Sponge, so you what know, I'm, so Bill what I'm and hearing Ted. is we should replace Daisy Ridley with Keanu Reeves. He would yes. make a cool Jedi. He would make a really cool Jedi. Here's what I want to know. If he could be silent. Well, yes. Um, I would love to see them do uh, take the influences of Star Wars and kind of distill those things. Mm-hmm. They've done the Western thing, obviously. A lot of the Book of Boba Fett does that. But, like, do some samurai shit. Do some Buck Rogers shit. Really dig into the influences of where Star Wars came yeah. from. And mine that well, mine that well, mine that mine shaft. Get us off a of Tatooine. Yeah. What well, has the phrase go? Uh, mine that shaft. Yeah. That's okay. how it goes. Mine that craft. Stroke my shaft. <laughs> Stroke my and, shaft. Anyway. All right. So this is the other legitimate thing I was excited for. For last thing for Star Wars Celebration. Then we'll move on to the Marriott Brothers movie. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny had a new trailer come out. And I, I was already excited from the last one that they did, the last trailer that they put out, I was excited when they said they were shooting this, especially when they said it was James Mangold. So we do have an official plot synopsis now. The year is 1969. American archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones lives against the backdrop of the space race. I love how it's always some cool shit like yeah. that. Um, Jones real, is uneasy uh... over the fact that the U.S. government has recruited former Nazis to help beat the Soviet unit in the competition to make it to space. Once again, another historical backdrop, which is, it's so refreshing to hear that they got it. You know what I mean? At least as far as the setting is concerned, because I feel like that was always a thing. It was like the Nazis, like in the 1940s. And then when they did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for all that's worth, it's about like the nuclear testing in the Soviets, you know, type stuff. Um, His goddaughter, Helena Shaw accompanies him uh, on his journey. Meanwhile, Jürgen Voller who is Mads Mikkelsen, is a NASA member and an ex-Nazi involved with the moon landing program as he wishes to make the world a better place as he sees fit. There you go. Um, just The cast is Harrison. So we don't know anything about the dial? Harrison Ford. I mean, dude, come on. You, the dial, it's a time dial. They're going back in time. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Despite the fact that she is in the future, in the trailer, and in the past with young Indy. I didn't. I didn't get that from the trailer. We'll have to rewatch it. Okay, uh, Harrison I, Ford, Dial, Dial of Destiny. He's probably d- doing something uh, at NASA. That's the dial. Um. No, they showed the dial in the trailer. Did she literally picks it up? Who are you? Let's rewatch it. <laughs> Not right Harrison now, Ford, maybe. Phoebe Waller Bridges, Toby Jones, everyone's favorite Nazi. Mads Mikkelsen, Antonio Banderas. Right, hold on, hold on. Every time you say this woman's name, you do it wrong. What? F- isn't it Phoebe Waller's Bridge? No, it's Bridges. What? Yeah, show me. Because one time you called her Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridger. <laughs> now you're saying Phoebe Bridges. Look, see, there it is. Phoebe Waller, Waller Bridge. Bridge. <laughs> Whatever. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Um, PWB. PWB. <laughs> yes, that's... <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen, Antonio Banderas, who he was actually in the first trailer. I haven't seen him in a while. He's not in the second one. John Reese davis and Boyd Holbrook, who is playing, um, he's the the like right-hand man of uh, Jürgen Voller. <laughs> he's the Goebbels. <laughs> yes, he's the Goebbels. This is written and directed by James Mangold. They brought him on um, 
after what he had done in Logan, you know, after what he did to Logan. Yeah. Uh, Mangold is said to be offered the project after working on Ford V Ferrari with Spielberg. Mangold said that his inspiration while writing and directing Dial of Destiny was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he figured that Imagine out. Imagine if he said Crystal Skull. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Mangold said, quote, it's a movie that's a trailer from beginning to end. It will always be moving, which thank Christ, because I feel like that was the biggest issue with Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. What do you mean? They, they kept Shia st- was swinging with the monkeys and shit. <laughs> This movie has a budget of $295 million. How much do you think it's going to make? It's going to make over a billion. It's Indiana Jones. Um, He's good. This Indiana Jones movie is going to make James Cameron real mad. <laughs> make him look like a He's poor like, guy. Nah, I'm going to have to put my movie back in theaters <laughs> yeah. again. The runtime is said to be 142 minutes. That's a They'll long do some math Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, 120 minutes <laughs> is two hours. Okay, all right. So it's you know two and a half. A little, little tangent. I heard that the previously mentioned the Killers of the Flower Moon <laughs> is four it's like hours. Four hours. Yeah, I know. It's like Marty. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, this will be re- uh, released at uh, Kane's Film Festival on May 18th, but the worldwide release will be June 30th. If they are confident enough in this to put it out at Kane's on May 18th. Kane. Is it Canes? Can. There's two N's. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, May 18th, uh, but worldwide release is June 20th. If they're confident enough to throw it at festivals before it goes worldwide, that means that they they, they, they believe in it. Swinging balls. Oh yeah, it's the same thing with the Flash movie. If they're willing to throw it out at festivals before the worldwide release, damn, we're getting the Flash and then this the week after, or no, two weeks after. It's gonna be a good time to yeah. be us. <laughs> good time to be alive. So yeah, this is the one thing that they t- and it's obvious why they saved why they saved it for the end. It's because this is the one thing I think they are a hundred percent confident in. Yeah, well, good. You got nothing else for me after the okay? I, I, I like Indiana Jones. Yeah, and I like when they don't ruin it. Pat, uh, how many times will you see this in theaters? Indiana Jones five. Yeah, depends on how good it is. At least five times. I mean, I feel th- like we'll see it at least twice. Definitely. Uh, so that actually is brings me to my next question. So Nick, um, oh yeah, how how confident are you that any of these things are going to get made? Indiana Jones? No, no, no. I, honestly, the first three movies <laughs> that I mentioned, how confident that they're actually going to make? Like, I would not if, be if surprised I, if that Ray movie gets shit canned in a yeah, year. I think to me, I would hope the James Mangold one makes it through, but it's the only one that's not connected to a previously existing property, so who the hell knows if it's going to make it. Yeah. The Dave Filoni one is almost a sure bet because Dave Filoni is one of the driving forces of the studio. And, yeah, the uh, the Ray one, I think they... They'll pr- that'll I, I think has a good chance. I'd say, like, 65 to 70% chance. So you have your reservations. I have my reservations. <laughs> Uh, because they do like to bank on their stars. I mean, look at all the fucking cameos in Mandalorian season three. Daisy Ridley is an established character, mm-hmm. so despite despite how everybody's misgivings, it's like they're talking about doing another Lando, or they're doing like a Lando spinoff. It's like you fucked you fucked up Lando in the Han Solo movie. So like, I love. I love Donald Glover, but like, just do something new. So, um, 
uh, before we get off this subject, Variety caught Kathleen Kennedy at uh, at Star Wars Celebration. They caught her. They caught her. They got a big butterfly net. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) And um, she obviously they asked her some questions revolving all these stuff, and here's what she had to say about the uh the the return of Daisy Ridley. Okay, it was a pretty straightforward phone call. It started out as, hey, I think we're getting near being ready. We've been talking a lot about what we're doing in the movie space, and I said, I think we're close to being ready. How would you like to come to Celebration? That was really the beginning of it. She was excited out of her mind. They don't have a story in place, Nick. They don't have any plans. They're doing it again. They are doing it again. (laughs) Um, I just don't understand how. Kennedy offered an update on Lucasfilm's collaboration with Ryan Johnson who is potentially working on the new Star Wars trilogy. Ryan and I talk all the time. They fucking. He is <laughs> unbelievably busy, so we're not actively involved in anything at the moment because we're, because he's doing another one of the Glass Onion movies and then God knows what else. But he, he really wants... the Glass Onion movies. <laughs> he really wants to step back into the space. It's a big commitment of time, so that's really on him. You ready for the next one? So it sounds like she's mad at him for doing other projects. Taika Waititi is also working on a standalone Star Wars universe, and Kennedy gave an update on that as well. Taika is still really working away. He's writing the script himself. He doesn't really want to bring others into that process, and I don't blame him. He's a very, very unique boy, voice. So boy, we, he's a unique boy. boy. So we want to protect that, and that's what he's doing. So we're going to make that one day. It's like... Oh, lady, what are you doing? Um, so then Kennedy also uh, fielded the inquiry about a potential second season of the Obi-Wan series. Oh, yeah, this is Some great. fans have pushed uh, for a follow-up adventure to Ewan McGregor's iconic Jedi. And thank Christ this was the way they went about this. That is not in active development. But I never say never. Yeah, you you never say never when the, when the well is dry. Yeah. Because there's always the possibility... The show That's the thing. The never say never. Because they don't know what the fuck is happening next. <laughs> the show Maybe someday we'll need to go there. Maybe not. The show was so well received and Deborah Chow did such a spectacular job. Ewan McGregor really wants to do another. Everybody's all hands on deck with what we're doing right now. As you can see by what we showed everybody at the celebration. We'll turn our attention to that again maybe down the road. It's just like... I'm shocked. First of all, it was not well received. Kenobi's got a 7.1 on IMDb and an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Regular people liked it. I didn't. Those are critics. Oh, I guess, yeah, that's fair. Uh, let me see. IMD. Oh, no, Rotten Tomatoes. What did the fans think on Rotten Tomatoes? 63%. Okay, that's... You're right. Regular people didn't like it. That's what I'm saying. How did the critics like it? Definitely paid. I, I, saw, I saw that, that yeah. post. Yeah. Yeah, those, well, those, the, those the, critics well, definitely think getting it, a, little, a little grease. I think it was... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve those thoughts for when they're not recorded on a podcast. Yeah. But I, I know why that those, those critics go the way that they do. Um, which is actually a good, uh, a good jumping off point for star Wars. Cause we've talked a lot of star Wars today. We have, um, but yeah, I'm excited for Indy. It's coming out in two months. It's Can't al- wait to see that. It's always great that we're, we're talking about star Wars, Wars and I'm excited. And Indiana, for Indiana Jones is the only thing we're excited about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 
I'm dying to see that what James Mangold does with Star Wars because he is a great writer and director. Um, I mean, I'll show up for Dave Filoni if that even get if any of those movies even get made. I mean, that last one specifically, the uh, Chin Roy, um, with the with Daisy Ridley and Ray. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that gets canceled in a year from now. Yeah, we'll they're see. like, yeah, we had, yeah, you know, it's just we we don't have a story, we don't have a plan, we don't have anything in place, but we're gonna go ahead and do it. So, Liz, what about you? Um, yeah, I'm excited about Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I I could I that's right. I could see probably Daisy getting canned. Unfortunately, um, what was the first one we talked about? James Mangold. Yeah, that's the Jedi Jesus. Yeah, honestly, like that's probably the only one realistically I think that might get made. Yeah. But if we get two for three, that's not that's not bad. But the, like that's the thing is like I want to say these won't get made, but again, it's like the James Mangold one sounds good, and they have faith in him. The Dave Filoni one sounds okay, and he's already like a huge part of the series, so it's probably gonna get made. Daisy Ridley one sounds gonna like it's gonna be bad, but they know they can bank on people going to see Daisy Ridley. I think they all have a pretty good shot. I'll be surprised. That's the thing. Is Color it like, me surprised. It, it, the, the whims of the Lucasfilm execs are hard to predict. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. She's the one you can't predict. I feel like the other ones, if they had free reign, we'd, we'd be getting movies every other year at this point. And they'd be good. That's, well, that's... And they'd be good. Because remember, all these projects have to be approved by her. A, a year ago... When if we were to talk about Taika Waititi writing his own Star Wars movies, I would have been like, "Fuck yeah!" But the, after the last year that he's had, I'm like scared. I don't know if I can trust him. <laughs> oh no, Taika, please I'm don't. like an abused, like a <laughs> partner, right? like better woman shelter. Um, yeah. All right. So, um, speaking of better woman shelter, no, 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 <laughs> bad. I was trying to think of what franchise is the battered woman shelter to. The Star Wars franchise right now. Who's None. doing it right? Do, this is who's bad. doing it right? Who's do, who, no, treating who's treating us right? <laughs> oh, um, hmm. HBO. Uh, I guess Last of Us. Well, no, they had that. The PC port was awful. They had that stinker of a of a House of the Dragon or what the fuck is the show called? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Okay, the stinker season. But we've all right. given them anyway. Yeah, so let's move on to the main topic for tonight. Uh, Super Mario Bros. movie. This is the one featuring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. That's right. 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 Um, yeah. This is directed by Aaron Har- Harvath and Michael Jellick, who they both previously directed Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I don't know if you've seen that. I heard about that. It's awesome, actually. It's really funny. It's really creative. And it's actually, it's very cute. Um, it's a cute movie. Um, so before we get into it, let's just start off with some box office. This movie already made... Over two hundred million dollars alone in the U.S., it has made three hundred eighty million worldwide. It, it puts it squarely on track for the billion plus club. Um, there's only a few movies that fill in that um, that space. Already, this has the largest opening for any animated film ever, surpa- uh, surpassing Frozen One and Frozen Two. How about Sonic? Where, where Sonic's it? not animated. Oh, true. Yeah, I finally right. watched Sonic 2, by the way. Sonic okay. 2 or Sonic as well? Sonic 2. Okay. It's okay. Um, Has this released in Japan yet? I don't think it did, right? It was a worldwide release. I You're don't know. talking about China. 
China is where this is going to make all its money. Um, but the point, so the only thing that I, the only reservation I have about the billion dollar club is that the billion dollar club is not a one for one thing. It's a repeat business thing. And yes. I feel like this is not going to have the legs for repeat business. I Kids, think, bro, but dude, I'm, this is gonna be I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, it's not like sing alongs. It's not like but Bowser. Like I said, it's not like sing alongs. Um, you were singing, you were singing. Beaches, 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 beaches. Okay, uh, redemption arc for me over here. The Super Mario Bros. movie was released theatrically in the United States on April 5th and will be released in Japan on April 28th. So it hasn't even made probably the biggest chunk of its income. Okay, but what about China? Yeah, I, I think all of the Asian markets are gonna gonna fucking you know explode the. The box office, no did, matter what. It did, yes, it did come out on April fifth in China. Oh, look, look at that! Good for you. I let her have her way. Anyway, <laughs> you did. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, let's get into non spoilers first. I think, despite this movie's shortcomings, because there are quite a bit, I loved it. I don't think I have a single bad thing to say about it. It's what. Like, I really thought it was going to be a kiddie movie. It was fine. I It was fun. I enjoyed it. It wasn't great, but, like, it I was think, just a fun hour and a half. I think I what, separates, a couple times. what separates this Illumination film from the other ones is that an attempt was made. Like, they tried. Whereas, like, I'm not sure if you've seen the Minions movies. I'm not sure if you've seen the... Um, have what? I seen the Minions movies? <laughs> uh, Despicable Sing, Me, Trolls, Sing, Troll, like all Trolls World Tour. Uh, yeah, like they they don't even try those movies. Yeah, they're just for kids. Yeah, where this one, I felt like they knew they were gonna have an audience of like people in their fifties and forties who wanted to see this. You know, so I watched um before going to see this movie, I watched your boy Chris Stuckman, and he was like, "Keep in mind, this movie is for kids. It's, it is. It's not. It's not for nostalgic millennials." And I was like, I when I heard that, I almost called you and said, "Fuck this movie! Let's see the Bob Ross paint movie." Air, Air also Air. came out too. But I see um, that. just based on what Chris Stuckman said, but I sat there and watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh, this was enjoyable." I didn't feel like my mind was melting because yeah. it was so stupid. It was yeah. fun. Um, like I, I think clearly this is a chi- this is a children's movie first, but. It's not one of those super dumbed down ones, yeah. like, um, because it is chock full of references, Easter eggs mm-hmm. from the SNES all the way up to the Switch, like straight up Mario levels <laughs> were yeah. represented really well in this movie, and I really like that. Uh, the voice cast was great. I think yeah. uh, we'll get to Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt is Mario, Charlie Day is Luigi. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad, which they definitely changed his voice from the first trailer to the theatrical release. Um, It was definitely pitched up. um, Jack Black is Bowser. Uh, Fred Armistice is... uh, Uh, Armisen. (laughs) Fred uh, Armistice. He's Cranky Kong. Cranky Kong. Um, Seth Seth Rogen Rogen is Donkey Kong. And uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is Spike. Uh, is Spike a character from the no, games? No, not at all. Dude, they they added a lot. They yeah. added a lot to Mario. And that, you know, that's well, the thing. Ha- you have to. Um, 
the whole thing was like, have you have you played any of the new Mario games at all? No. Okay. I've only played there like is classic. zero story and zero characterization for anybody. What about the newer games? ones? Like I saw, like we were watching the trailer a while back, where he's like in space and shit. Super oh. Mario Odyssey. Yeah, and it's like Super Mario Odyssey. There's there's not. But it's I mean, it's not like, like a compelling narrative, you right. know what I mean? It's like I'm here to jump on shit and it's do just cool a different flips. environment. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing is like I don't I don't think that I, like that that I was not expecting like Mario to be like you know a, a fucking alcoholic or something, and he's got to get over his alcoholism or some shit like that. that you was know the, I mean? that was the best part of the movie. Is when <laughs> he had to go to rehab. <laughs> Mario goes to AA. <laughs> I'm so depressed. <laughs> um... And um, so <laughs> I, I, we're all gonna go around a room and everybody yeah. introduce yourself. It's me, yeah. Mario. <laughs> so that's that's what I loved is that like they didn't drag it down with like unnecessary characterizations or like an uh, like this is very much a rote like Mario plot. You right. know what I mean? Like this is exactly like Bowser's trying to fuck Peach. Mario's not gonna let that happen. Yeah. Depending on which version well, I mean, of the Newgrounds games you're playing, it was more about <laughs> Luigi, but that's true too. I was not ex- well. I mean, I feel like they had to change that. You know what I mean? To, to get him to Mushroom Kingdom, yeah. and get the plot. We'll go into yeah. that, but um. So, what do you think of Chris Pratt? I think it did a fine. He's job. fine. He yeah. was fine. I everyone was like, "Oh my god, what are they? Gonna, it's how what could I, they? What do, I was? What could they do Chris Pratt? It's just like what? What were you the, afraid that, of? That trailer like, the effect." That they they the first time we hear the voice is that line where he's like Mushroom Kingdom, Kingdom here we come. Like that was not the line that you used. That yeah. was dumb. But uh, throughout the movie, he did a fine job. But they minor spoiler. I wouldn't. It's not a plot spoiler. Is Charles Martinet, the original voice of Mario, does make a cameo, and they just made him some dude. No, he's Jumpman. All right, but why didn't they make him Mario's dad, who had like actual like because lines? I got it's the same thing I said when the first trailer came out. You can't have a character in a feature length film Mar- talk Mar- like Mario's that. dad didn't have a lot of lines, but dude, even then it wouldn't make sense. Like, dude, when they took off their gloves, this is a spoiler. Uh, t- I think so. I would okay. I would call well, it a spoiler. But my point is is that any amount of dialogue other than what that was on that that cameo would have been too much. Because it's not like Mario speaks in the video games like that. You know, that's you know, waha, mama mia. Like, you know, all the, the, the that's, I hate that's, that my head went to that sound like wah. <laughs> like that's who he is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I like the the sound when he hits a banana. I don't know if this is him or Luigi when he's like, oh wow, 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 wow. Luigi. That's Luigi. <laughs> um Man, I just wanted but I listen, I, I don't really have there's not too much to like get in the weeds here, non spoily. There's just moments I want to talk about. Right, yeah. So it was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. Um, it was good. I'd give it I'd give it like a I'd give it like a, a six and a half, a seven. Like what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because there's some things. I mean, there's two things I would change, but I feel like those are spoilers. I'd give it like an eight. For what they were trying to do, for what they were trying to accomplish, great. Two things. Are we getting into spoilers? Liz, what would you give it? Um, 
I agree with Nick. I would actually probably give this closer to an eight too. See, here's the thing. I thought when I came out of the movie, I was like, uh, I would give that like an eight and eight and a half. But then upon retrospect, it's like this was like Dungeons and Dragons where it's like I was chuckle laughing. There right. was no like side splitting laughter where I feel like when I see a Pixar movie like those get belly laughs out of me. I'm like, oh, fuck, that joke's actually really funny. Or like, oh, that's actually really compelling. And but I also, didn't feel like... This is a movie for kids, though. I, dude, I, dude, I know, okay? That's, I'm that's not a child. You're, well, I mean, some would say you are, but... <laughs> no, you, you, sit, you, you sit in a room say, surrounded by toys. These are not child... Children can't afford this, okay? You're right. You're a big... You're a big <laughs> You're a big baby. <laughs> I'm a big boy. You're a big boy. I'm a big boy. Uh, um, all right. No, I think six and a half is a failing grade, and this movie did not fail. Did I enjoy it enough to give it a 10? No, but did it, like, really, like, <laughs> it, it, did it clear a lot of the hurdles that, like, previous video game movies have struggled with? For sure. All right. I'd give it an eight. I'll give it, Liz will give it an eight? Yeah. I'll give it a seven. 7.5. You're not, we're not bartering we're bar- over We're bargaining here. Okay. So we'll average out to a 7.5. Yeah. No. 7.75. Were there two eights? I'm not good at math. Yeah, so. but he's also not giving this a 7.5. So I'll what? give it a 7. Am I bad at math? Keep, keep talking. Okay. All right. We want to go to spoilers now? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. So, all right, so the average of two eights and a seven is 7.6. Okay. So a seven, seven. Seven, seven. Okay. Anyway. Point six, six, six. So the two things that I have the biggest gripes with other movies, number one, I don't think Luigi needed to get captured for, like, I feel like Luigi kind of was like, you used him as a plot point as opposed to a character. You used him yeah. as motivation for Mario used him as a peach pretty much. And then the other thing, which this is a, this is not just me. And when I first heard this, I was like, yeah, right. But then I saw the movie in context. Yeah. In context to the rest of the music in the film, when they incorporate the the classic Mario, Mario music into the score of the film, I was like, that's fucking awesome. I was like, I'm loving these arrangements. Then when it was like 80s film movies, like uh, I was like, what? What? I've seen a lot of talk about that online saying it didn't make sense. It didn't bother me and take me out of it. I do think it was an odd choice. Yeah, that's what I'd say. It didn't bother me and take me out of it, but it's definitely an odd choice. Like, cause like I, cause like there was still stuff going on, like specifically, the scene where they're building their carts for the Mario yeah. Kart scene. I loved that. And I loved that when they hit the button to put it all together, it was an actual a button yeah. that was on a switch yep. controller, but thunderstruck by ACDC is playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it would have been cooler if they had the cart construction music playing yeah. or like some sort of arrangement of that. Um, what was the other one? Take on me. Yeah. Was the other one where I was like, was what it training montage? No, right? it was the, um, it was the uh, he hooks up the cart to like to, to bring them to Cranky Con or whatever. Oh right! It's just right. like why isn't the Deacon? Well, dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, you know, one of the most beloved soundtracks of all time, Donkey Kong. Yeah, and then what was the other one? Um, I need a hero. Yep. Just like Shrek did that. 
Yeah. Shrek put the fucking lid on that one. Like, you can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? That doesn't even bother me. But again, it's like there's such a wealth of great music in the Nintendo catalog. Just use it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kids don't give a fuck about needle drops. Exactly. And that was the thing. It was just like like you said. It didn't take me out of it. And I wasn't like, ugh. But it was one of those things where was like, why are they choosing yeah. to use this song? I don't know if it's like there was some sort of licensing deal where they have to use right. that music or like, you know what I, you know what I mean? Or there's, you know, I, I don't know what that, it, what, or how much that would cost. Like I heard, um, I can't remember his name, but Kai was literally just telling me he's friends with a guy who had a hit song in the eighties and they used it in some movie recently. And every member of that band got a $2 million check. So these are not cheap things to throw yeah. in your movie. You know what I mean? Especially with those big fucking hits. Yeah. Um, talk about the visuals. Beautiful. Incredible. I, the, for me, the best visual was Bowser. The he looks great. scaling and everything like mm-hmm. looked incredible. When he was playing piano and he was actually like playing the parts, mm-hmm. I was like, does, do they, do they have somebody that knows how to play piano already to animate that? Or they got to go look up what they're actually doing and then put it all together. Like that, that Somebody really like a piano player was mo-capped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that really impressed me. Um, I really love, I mean the, I love the bright and colorful scenes, even at nighttime yeah. when it's, there's like, there's a whole universe out there. And I was like, Oh, there's a Zelda movie coming here. Cause you know what I mean? Um, even that with all the stars and the fire, like, you know, off their face and like the, um, Specifically when they use the power-ups when she touches the flower and the whole thing goes over her. Um, I thought that those were visually, I was just like, this movie is fucking beautiful. Do you know what a subsurface scattering is? I've heard the term before. It's it's like a visual effects term. Like the thing that made the difference between making a human look pretty good and great was the way that your skin... The pores. Or I, or I guess any, like, I, there's an example with, like, a glass of milk. Mm-hmm. The way that light doesn't bounce off of it, it's, like, absorbed into the layer yeah. of skin. And there was one shot in particular where it was, like, the light bouncing off of Luigi's mustache and into his skin. And you could see that little bit of, like, redness in his skin from the light of the mustache, the brown of the mustache. Yeah. And it just looked so beautiful and looked like it was you know real world lighting. Yeah. Liz, what do you think? I loved it. I was fully engaged. It was cute. It was colorful. We know that hits all of my video game feels anyway. Um it was very apparent that there was two people in this theater that played Luigi's Mansion and it was only me and Pat. Yeah. Um cuz that one sequence was like I love that that one sequence with the shy guys. Dude, that's the fun that made me laugh was the, when he's like I'm safe and then the lightning strikes and all the shot guys are well, in the also, background. Also, the sewer scene is straight out of Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then at one point where he's like, Luigi, you can't be scared all the time. And he's like, you'd be surprised. Pat and I cackled and the entire theater was quiet. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Like, um, I did hear, I don't know who this was from. I think it was Chris Pratt. But somebody said something along the lines of, like, we'll see. There has been talks about maybe a Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. So they are, it seems like, lining that up for 
I would be so. I think I would that be that's so people amped. would lose Luigi's their mansion. fucking mind. That was the last video game you think to get a direct translation to film. Yeah, right. Luigi's I will say mansion. that is the first video game I ever like completely finished was Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube in like what 2020 before Luigi's Mansion three came out. Um. Speaking of Luigi, why does he got to carry the tool bag and Mario doesn't carry shit? Because Mario's got a donk. Not in this movie. What'd you think of the dog? What'd you Francis. think of the dog? I Francis. thought it was funny. Yeah, was I, funny dude, sequence. the um, but I just kind of felt like it I was really like, thought that dog was gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I love how they really? caught it with the plunger too. Yeah. That was the difference between this and Dungeons and Dragons. There was risk involved. I thought the dog was going to die. I thought everyone was going to die. Steak. Did you listen to the episode on Dungeons and Dragons? I started listening to it. It was a flat line. The entire, all of us were just like, yeah, it was funny, but it wasn't like. When I started to talk about it, I realized. No, the story. No, no, no. The story was, I I would say that the story was actually well-written. It's just one of those things where it's like, you can't make a Marvel movie outside of the MCU 15 years after the audience has been desensitized to Marvel movies because that's really what it is. Anyway, um, back to... Uh, I'm glad you cut cut yeah. that off because I would have started yeah. talking about anyway, it. Anyway, uh, Super Mario. Uh, another th- uh, Some of the, obviously, like the big moments that I loved, um, the Mario Kart sequence. Francis the dog. Francis the dog. Uh, I loved when... They decided to just run to the job, and yeah. they get you go through the two D section. Yeah. Then when they first get to the Mushroom Kingdom, you go through like Super Mario, like three D worlds or whatever, whichever game that was. That was like on the Wii or Wii U or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have a remake of it on Switch too. But oh my god, my throat. And then um, what's the other one? Uh, uh, when they're like looking down at the other kingdoms, is like a call oh, yeah. to Super Mario Odyssey. So, um. I thought more specifically Super Mario World oh. um, on the SNES the because map. that's the map. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And then uh, obviously Luigi's Mansion, the Mario Kart sequence, Rainbow Road. Mm-hmm. Which Beautiful. Have you guys, when the trailer first came out for Rainbow Road, you guys saw the tweets with the fucking chuds who were like, of course they added a fucking rainbow into the Mario movie. Can't, okay, but one of the funniest ones was somebody was parodying that. And it was like somebody's like my eight year old son came up to me and it's like, Father, why did they add this rainbow road into the Mario film? Why must they give us all this wokeness? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, like you're you're you just you just showed your whole ass on the yeah. main with that you one. You clearly don't know what you're um, talking but about. But even then, they added the. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Mario Kart at all. Um, uh, the original one for N64? Yeah. That was my jam. Well, that's not the original one. There's one for SNES, too. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> N64 is the only <laughs> fuck, system fuck that all, matters. Fuck all, <laughs> fuck all that. Um, but um, you can jump the track in Mario Kart. And I yes, love yes, yes. that they did that in the I was like, all right, they did their homework. Yeah. When Donkey Kong and Mario siege the fucking castle together, uh, I was super hyped on that. But even outside of that, I mean, like, it's just they started doing the whole 2D thing again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they're using power-ups. They're breaking bit, bricks. They're doing this. They're, you know, like, it was very much the, the – it was one of those things where I felt like – I was like, damn, yo. I never really – you don't really, like, think about these things, especially I feel like as a boy growing up, you don't think about these things. But it's like I'm 
more familiar with the cast of the Mario games than I am with like any Disney property growing up because I'm a gamer. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things where it's just like, damn, they really got, they really understood what it means to play a Mario game and how to translate that on film. Yeah. The characterization and the fucking story isn't great. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things. Simple. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I walked in and I was like, it's, all the Mario games are like that, though. The yeah. gameplay is amazing, and the story is nothing special. Like, so the you you mentioned Mario and Donkey Kong, and I liked that the first interaction between them is antagonistic, because obviously that's the origin right there is Donkey Kong and Mario, um, and they they did a good job of making them like begrudging allies, and then eventually becoming friendly. Um, the one thing I wish we did see DK like smashing barrels and he that does was all his them. super smash brothers. Moves. I wish that we did get one like in that arena where they were fighting. I wish we did get like rolling the barrels down. That, that would have been fun. What do you think see. of cat Mario? That was cool. Liz loved it. Cat Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. The cat Mario and also raccoon, one. raccoon. Oh, perfect. Amazing. Because, um, in He's the remake that, that they did for, <laughs> what is it, 3D World, the one that they just mm-hmm. came out with, that's like a big thing in it. You are like typically always cat or raccoon Mario, at yeah. least when I play. Maybe it's just me. What'd you think of, um, what'd you think of the, uh, the star? Uh, I, I don't think it really made a lot of sense to the plot, but it's whatever. It's a Mario it movie. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. I don't know why Bowser just didn't just use it. No, not that. I mean the 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 um oh the blue, the, blue the oh 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 I thought you meant like yeah the he was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he was great. I liked him. Um the sweet really like the the mercy of death. Also. I like the wedding scene where like King Bomb's there. Yeah. Um King Boo is there. Yep. There's a bunch of shy guys, a bunch of Koopa Troopers like a lot um that Liz actually pointed out in one scene of the movie where he's like, uh, Koopas, Goombas, whatever really? you guys are, because nobody, we yeah. don't got a name for those. Um, once again, like I said, those things really told me that they did their homework. Are the Penguins uh, a part of the game? Super Mario 64, baby. Yeah. You raise Mama Penguin, and then you return oh, the baby yeah. to him, you know? Okay. They're also in Super Mario Odyssey. I think they, Are they in Mario Kart? That one like ice level. Yeah, yeah. Don't okay. worry. They're they're a part. Of, the only things that weren't a part of established canon are um, Mario's family. Yeah, dude. When they took the gloves off, I was like, "Put the gloves back on, please." For the love of God, it's so weird to see them with like real human hands. Yeah, that didn't bother me. Uh, Spike, whoever the fucking plumber that was dressed like Jump Man that Charles Martinet played. You know. Yeah. And I also forgot. Is he a plumber? I thought he was just a patron of the pizzeria. Well, he's dressed like. He's not a plumber. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I like how the phone, Luigi's phone. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Beginning. Had the GameCube yep. music. Um, One of the. Uh, God, I it was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, fuck. We'll talk about uh, Jack Black instead. Uh, The first. The first musical number he does. Yeah, what's the first one? It's it's a variation on the Peaches yeah. song. 
but the one that he ended up doing at the end credits sequence was excellent, 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 excellent. I uh, I actually. I was going to stick around for the mid and post credit scene, but then I was just like, I don't care that much the, to stick around. So the, I just walked out. The mid credit scene was the full peaches. Well, so the one that we watched. No, when no, I first no. Got here. Well, that's just a music video they put out. Right. But, but that I mean like full, that song. Yeah. But it's him playing it. And then it cuts um, to a guard telling him to shut up because he's still shrunk and he's in a little bird cage inside the mushroom kingdom. Okay. And then the post credit scene is literally the same exact post credit scene from Godzilla 1998, where they move the, the camera in on an egg and it cracks and then is it, it roars. A it's a Yoshi. Egg. Well, yeah, they had like the, the Jurassic y- Park scene where they're like traveling the through yeah, and yeah. the Yoshis are like running through. And then I love that the pink one stopped. I yeah. love that it wasn't green Yoshi. I love that it was well pink. because there are Yoshi and then there's Yoshi. You know, there's. You know, they, it's like, like there's the toad and then yeah. there's toads. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of them is, you know, a race of people and the other one is a tax evading fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yoshi definitely evades his taxes. Absolutely has committed Why tax fraud multiple times. Do taxes. He's an animal. Dude, Yoshi's a superstar. Okay. Yeah, he is. Okay. Here, we'll talk about my superstar of the movie, Nick, behind you. You'll see that there's a cute little boy. Oh, yeah. My little dry bones. <laughs> Loved dry him. bones. Dry bones. Loved them. How did you? How did you like when dry bones got Luigi'd? What? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking? I loved it. I truly loved the scene with dry bones just like coming out of the woods like zombies, Night yeah. of the Living Dead style. Like, that's that's all you need. That's all I needed for him. What are you doing? Bro? <laughs> You don't know Fat Yoshi? I know Big Yoshi. Why is there an axolotl? (laughs) Somebody somebody pitched down all of Yoshi's dialogue and put it on that Fat Yoshi. He's like, Yoshi. (laughs) Um, You know the donkey. What? He calls up like fucking Pizza Hut and he's just like, Big Yoshi. (laughs) (laughs) he, He calls up GameStop. And he's like, uh, I need, I'm, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. You could pull up, uh, pull up Google and just search big Yoshi. And he's like, okay, okay. All right. And he's like, you see that? You see that big green guy? That's Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Um, I liked the adventure. Yoshi. That's yeah, yeah, I liked the adventuring through the kingdoms because they got the level with the fish from the SNES game back in the day. Um, they got uh, they got the lava level like the Bowser's um, Bowser's like, castle. I although they weren't direct translations, they got all of the the vibe correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Also, the one thing that I forgot is that they come from the real the real world to the Mushroom Kingdom. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like they did a good job of explaining that transition as opposed to like, oh, I just fell down a well one day and yeah. now here I am. So A green pipe. Yes. I love that we gave Peach some trauma. She's like, I don't know where I'm from. Yeah. Like, you know what? And she I love how by she's, mushrooms. Like, she's like... I the toads took me in, and when I became of age, they made me their princess. <laughs> and I'm like, 
a they little bit be... of a pause there. I was like, what'd they do? What'd they do? And I turned 18. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they made, they made her a princess, not a queen. <laughs> Just the princess. Just a princess. Yeah. Um, how about at the end when the fucking... Is there a name for the the bombs? What are they called? Bomb bullet bombs. bills. The bullets. You had to be more specific there. There's multiple bombs. Well, you know, the one with the face. The bullet bill. The, the bullets. Bob bombs have faces, too. Oh, that's true. No, he's talking about the I bullet know he bills. Is. The yeah. missile. Okay, the that's bullet better. Bill. Thank the you. Bullet. Uh, when Mario leads him to the pipe, I really was like, Mario's about to fucking just blow up New York. And... And just like, he's like, fuck New York. We're living here. Me and Luigi are fine. <laughs> I'm blowing up Brooklyn. What's that say, Nick? This is a bomb bomb. What's that say? Bomb bomb. I will not get okay, off but this. That, but that's like, but like, I don't think of Bullet Bill when you say a bomb. Can you look up bomb bomb? Bomb bomb? Bomb bomb. Bomb The sex bomb bombs. In the new paper Mario, he blows up. Sorry, that's probably a spoiler alert. There you go. You said a bomb. Oh, the other thing was the, um, the baby Mario and baby Luigi oh, yeah, scene, yeah, the they looked very, like, once they again, the they eyes. nailed it. Um, I'm trying to think of, okay, so the Mamma Mia, how they never gave you a straight up Mamma Mia with Mario. It was always in slow motion when he was doing something. I don't even remember any of them. When he flips over the bullet bill, he says the Mamma Mia. When... Uh, didn't didn't pick up on it. Well, it, that well, that's what I'm saying. I think the purposefully did it in slow motion because it's not um, to stretch it out. Yeah. Well, okay. not even that. Just in general, so you can't be super critical of it. You know. One of my friends did say to me though that the voice of Mario is just like clearly like the direction was Chris Pratt, but with a Brooklyn accent. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I yeah. think it works. So it was also like way up in his. Up like in his head, too, yeah. yeah. Like, because Chris Pratt, if he parks and rec, he's talking down here in his chest. Whereas yeah. this, the whole time he was up here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. So, I just wish, like I said, I just wish there was more meat on the bone when it came to the story. Yeah. But like we said, there's no meat on the bone when it comes to a Mario game. So, what yeah. were you expecting? I don't know. Maybe it's a, a conflict of mine. I'll figure it out maybe when I see I it again. I honestly thought there was... For a, a more plot than I expected with the okay Bowser's coming he's gonna take over the Mushroom Kingdom we gotta go get the Kongs yeah. and like I'm surprised that they went like I would have held off on Donkey Kong and teased him not Yoshi Um, why do you think critics responded the way that they did I have no fucking clue right I have no idea yeah. either what, so what's the current 56 score I think Critical score? Yes. Maybe they just don't like fun. I don't know. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. What do you think about the commercial that they did? Was that a, that was a reference to something, right? Um. Oh gosh. Wow. Ninety six audience score. Yeah. Burke is is shooting us somewhere because it is the reference to. Oh, it's the maker one that I can't remember the name of. Um. Burke literally talked about it last week. Yeah. Like, sorry. I wasn't here um, last week, so I get a pass. I don't remember it. What's the one where you have to build the levels? Oh, Super Mario Maker. There, yeah. And they did that commercial type thing. Yeah, it's like that's like the premise. Yeah. Like that's the style of it. Gotcha. So yeah. Um check it out. I think it's worth I think it's at least worth your ninety minutes or however that's, long that's it's a, a short movie too, I would which is not, nice. I would not have seen this 
if I didn't have to for this podcast. Glad that I did, but also just wait for it to come to a streaming platform. I w- no, I want this to make a billion dollars because I need a Legend of Zelda movie. I think that I need a Kirby. I movie. think Nintendo is to definitely going to start unrolling. It doesn't need to make a billion dollars for them to start pumping <sighs> these out. I think there's a little bit of an issue though with. I think Nintendo is going to be happy with the results that they're getting from this movie. That the audience is clearly a fan, and that they're going to make a billion dollars, like no matter what, and the merchandise that this is going to move as well. Yeah. But the other thing is that originally there was a report that Nintendo was not happy with the first cut of this movie and right. sent That's it back true. to Illumination and said, you need to do better. So, And after that, they founded their own animation department. So I'm just saying, it's possible that this might be the only collaboration between them or the only existing contract that they will have because there's no fucking way that Illumination and Universal made a deal with Nintendo for one movie. They made a deal with Nintendo for multiple movies, like 100%. Maybe not other properties, but at least as far as Mario is concerned, you can bet that there was at least three movies in that contract. And a Donkey Kong movie. They already said they're working on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anything else? I give it a thumbs up, but just wait. Like, I don't think you need to spend your money to go see this. Just wait till it comes out. I liked streaming. it. I'm a little disappointed I didn't get my block popcorn um, canister bowl thing, whatever we're calling it. Um, <laughs> they were sold out by the time I got there on Thursday. So, want to know? Want want to take a guess at what I got as my as my movie theater <laughs> snack from uh, Quick Check before the no, movie? No, what'd you get? Well, you remember last time uh, it was uh, milk and and what's Milano? Milano. Thank you. I was gonna say Pepperidge Farm, but that's not Pepperidge yeah. Farm remembers. Um, this time, because I want to see it at 9 a.m., I got one of those. Did you go this morning? I went this morning. Okay. I got one of those uh, Starbucks cold, like, Frappuccino yeah. in a glass uh-huh. and cool. a buttered roll. Wow. <laughs> that was that was what I, that's why I showed up yeah. with Taco Bell, because that's all I ate yeah. today. <laughs> all right, let's hit the clip. Just in spirit of Mario Bros, I figured this was a, a good clip to start with. I got two for this week, so. Just oh, we got two. Those guys will do anything for publicity. That's a real scene from the original Mario. They Brothers destroyed movie. the Twin Towers in the Mario Wait, when Brothers. When did the movie? original one come out? Ninety-three. No way. Was this before or after? The first bombing attempt on the Twin Towers. Uh, dev definitely before, because I think the first bombing was 96. Okay. Uh, 93, I think they were trying it at Newark <laughs> Airport. The Mario Brothers? Yep. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the Literally the most poorly aged clip on the internet right now. Holy crap. So then uh, we have our normal. You ready for... Uh, oh, I'm ready. This okay. looks like a great set. Oh yeah, this one's a fun oh, one. There's a lot of bystanders. <sighs> oh no. Oh! Dude, his hands are on fire. <laughs> I mean, everything else is on fire too. But <laughs> they just beat this shit. <laughs> Don't worry, bro. We got it. <laughs> Shit. That okay? Do it again. Oh, 
Why would he do that? Dude. He had he had to have a lighter, right? Like he did that on purpose. Yeah, well go Yeah. Go back. A guy lights it on fire. So I'm wondering that fuel is from the car. car yeah. And he just is a piece of shit. <laughs> but is is that guy carrying a gas can? Yes, he is. And Dude, notice, look, all the he, shoes. Notice how those two guys, the gas can and lighter guy, look it. They knew exactly what they Dude, did. The gas guy, can guys looked taken off guard, though. Yeah. Look. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look at this guy. There's someone over here that's on fire, too. Oh, oh yeah. In the background. This poor guy. <laughs> like, stop him out. Stop. I love the, oh, shit. Fruit is there, for is there a follow-up? Yeah, I, probably not. For our listeners, it's uh, there's just gasoline on the ground and somebody <laughs> gasoline on the ground around a group of people and somebody lights it on fire. Well, it, it okay, like so like if we meet. so yeah, but here's the thing: is that like you see how it's in, it goes on the tire track. Yeah. So I'm thinking the car drove through it Probably. and dragged. See, see, see how it like it trails uh, off yeah. around where the the car tire. So went. it was like the guy with the gas can may have accidentally spilled some. The yeah. car went through it. And this guy came up they and lit it. They just beat the fuck out of him, dude. They, well, to save his life. <laughs> oh, fuck. Reminds me of that guy from the Cloverfield trailer. Dude, his hands. Yeah, you're... Uh, his hands, dude. As soon as I saw a car and too many bystanders, I knew. Must be so hot. That was a good one. Uh, Liz, what did you think of that one? That was that was wild. Well, that's what uh, this show is. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. If you like this show, this wild, wild show, like and subscribe and leave a comment and recommend it to your friends. If you don't like the show and you think it is mundane... Leave a comment. Leave a comment. And, tell and us how the much question is for you. I mean, like, uh, what did you think of the Super Mario Brothers movie? Well, uh, yeah. Well, um, I'll be down in the comments to 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 hear all to, your to, to take measured your verbal abuse. Yeah, to take all your measured takes. Because there's no crazies in our comments. Well, uh, with that said, uh, I think we're good, huh? Yeah, we good for this week. All right, cool. I will. Um, or no, we will see. You. What's next week? Maybe a break. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.